Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, I'm doing something a little different. So I'm going to be doing a little bit of a state of marketing discussion as a solo episode. So I'm going to talk all about what I think is working right now for digital marketing, what's not working. I'm going to talk a little bit of a business update, tell you what's going on with Brave and Boss, and give you guys a little bit of a deep dive into things that encircled as well. So if you're interested in a little bit more behind the scenes, then this is a great episode to tune into and we'll see you on the inside. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to Brave and Boss, the podcast. I'm your host, Christy Sumer, the founder and CEO of the Ethical Fashion Brand Encircled host of this podcast, business coach, business mentor. I am super excited to have you joining me for this episode. It's going to be a little bit different than what I usually do. So oftentimes I'm super focused with a topic, either with an interviewee or I'm kind of giving my download of what I think of a specific area of digital marketing or entrepreneurship or e-commerce. But today I just kind of felt like taking an episode and doing a little bit of behind the scenes with both of my businesses and talking a little bit more generally about digital marketing, what's going on there, what what I think of the state of digital marketing right now. As I was prepping for this episode, you know, I go through and I think about what topic, you know, you as a listener would really love to hear about. And I think I've personally learned the most from getting inside the heads of successful founders and Not to say that I'm like the most successful e-commerce founder out there by any means. Uh, There are many people ahead of me for sure, but I just love hearing what they're thinking and what their, you know, challenges are and what their opportunities are and what's worked and what's not worked. So I'm going to use that as a bit of a framework for today's episode to talk about, you know, what's going on in marketing and e-commerce and all that good stuff. So to time date this episode, we are in May at time of recording and at time of release of this episode 2021. And lots of stuff has been happening in digital marketing. So before I get into the details, I'll just tell you a little bit more about what I've been spending my time on. So, you know, Raven Boss is run through my other business, Retail Bliss Consulting, which hosts all my courses and podcasts, speaking gigs, all that kind of stuff. It's a totally separate entity to my e-commerce business, um, Encircled. And granted, you know, last year things got, you know, I actually started spending quite a bit of time in Retail Bliss. Um, at one point, I had a lot of coaching clients. I was working on the course. I had, you know, I was working with Marie Forleo in her B-School program pretty extensively last year. And it just became a lot, to be honest. Um, You know, I had a podcast editor last year in Brave and Boss who uh, helped me a little bit with social media. And that was pretty much it. And running a business, even if it's a small, small business and service-based, still requires a lot of upkeep and maintenance. And I just realized 
Wow. Coming into 2021, I just didn't have the gas in the engine for that. So I hired at the beginning of this year a podcast editor, and that's basically all they do is edit the podcast, show notes, upload it, etc. And I've really cut back on content on the podcast. Like I think I'm I'm trying to keep up with once a week, but it has been a little bit challenging. And I also cut back on coaching clients. I cut back on my time that I spent in B-School this year with Marie Forleo and her team. So it's been a bit of a year of cutting back and brave and boss because I just can't work at the same pace that I used to work at. So last year, for context, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but I ended up herniating what I think is now probably two discs in my back in December and was initially misdiagnosed. And then in January, got the proper diagnosis, but um, literally went through basically four months of rehab. And I didn't herniate these discs through doing, you know, some snowboarding or, you know, playing hockey or something like that. I did this through sitting and working and having bad posture, hunching over, working at a dining room table that wasn't set up for success, being really stubborn about not getting a desk when working from home, and just too much sitting and honestly, like, just too much work. I don't know about you, but I felt like 2020 was too much work. I don't have kids and I can't even pretend to estimate how much work that would be if I did have children to look after because I at many times was very overwhelmed just even having a dog and dealing with the complexity of running not one but two businesses in the middle of a pandemic. And as of today, we're still in a state of emergency in Toronto, uh, Canada, where I'm based. So we're in a lockdown until now it's extended until June 2nd, but we've been in and out of a lockdown for pretty much a year plus. I think indoor dining has been closed 358 days in the past year plus. So you can just see that kind of pertains to like salons and all kinds of stuff, gyms. There was a very brief period where some of that stuff opened, but most of it's been closed. So we're very lucky as a brand over at my fashion brand that our factories are open, but they're on minimal schedules. You know, there's been a lot of outbreaks and scares at factories. Um, and the whole supply chain is just incredibly disrupted. Um, I will never forget, you know, launching um, a product in Q1 and we were in the middle of a state of emergency. So no retailers can be open. And literally every single Notion supplier that we work with to get buttons was closed. Uh, there was no retail stores. There was no order online. Like we literally could not buy buttons from anywhere in our local area or basically our country. So we had to get really creative at many, many points in the business. And I know that's relatable for a lot of you listening to this podcast. So Brave and Boss has kind of been on, I would say, maintenance mode, not really growing this year. Our listenership is growing, but that's just maybe through all the great work of all all those amazing listeners like you that I have that rate and review the podcast and share it with your friends. That's how we grow. Um, but definitely fallen behind on that. So I apologize. I've been not so up on the emails and I'd love to get back on track with it. But honestly, I just, I need a bit more balance in my life. And that's just one of the ones where I can kind of cut this out a little bit and not have that big of an impact. Conversely, Encircled has been crazy. So my fashion brand, last year we grew close to 70% in revenue versus the year prior. Um, We're profitable, but we also, towards the end of the year, lost quite a few employees for our size and scale and then um, replaced a few. We're in the middle of recruiting a few more and then lost a few more employees and then everything went awry. And a lot of this that happened uh, was in the middle of like, 
the heat of me having just like crazy sciatic nerve pain from my back and just not even being able to physically work. So Q1 for me was a nightmare looking back on it. I don't know how I got through it. You know, the team that I do have really stepped up to help me out a lot. And But I definitely had many points in Q1 where I felt like, you know what? It's not worth it. <laughs> you know, and I'm I'm not ashamed to say that because I think it's important that people hear that. And as an entrepreneur, if, if you are and you're listening to this, just know that like different parts of the journey are going to be hard and some of them will be really easy. Some of them will be joyous. Some of them will be, you know, sad or tough or trying. And that's normal. I think entrepreneurship is very glorified on Instagram and, and the internet. And not a lot of people talk about the behind the scenes real life of it. And, you know, I got a new mentor this year through um, the forum, which is a not-for-profit in Canada. And he's amazing. He's a serial entrepreneur. And he tells me about his challenges. And guess what? He makes a lot more money than we do, but he still has very similar challenges and he still has a lot of challenges. Um, he has a lot of opportunities, a lot of great growth paths, but he has major challenges. And actually, when you get bigger, the interesting thing is these challenges get really big. You know, you're not talking about, you know, making leggings in the wrong fabric and costing you, you know, $3,000. This could be like $30,000 mistakes, or they could be like $100,000 opportunities, you know, versus like $2,000 sales. So the scale just changes. There's always going to be things, you know, that you need to figure out and overcome. And I think that's part of the journey that I really like being an entrepreneur and that resonates, but it can also be like really addictive in like a dangerous way because if you're not somebody who has really great boundaries around work-life balance and all that kind of stuff, it can really pervade into your life. And I've definitely noticed in the last year plus since the pandemic, you know, not being able to travel, barely being able to leave my house, um, many instances, you know, work just seeps into everything. So I had to start making some tough decisions and I'm still making them, let's be clear, um, to start hiring more senior people at Encircled. So that's one thing I started to do this year. Um, we brought on a director of marketing a couple months ago, a senior fashion designer. Um, we're currently re in the process of rehiring an operations manager or director, not really sure right now, and a few other positions to fill the gaps. Because the one thing I wasn't looking at was, I was looking at revenue year over year, but I wasn't looking at headcount. And I realized that, you know, largely we've had the same headcount for three years, yet we've grown massively. So that's at the cost of something, right? You know, you may get that increased profitability, which can be definitely very nice, but it's not like those profits, at least in my case, are coming out of the business. They're being reinvested into programs and inventory and all that stuff. So, you know, my commitment this year is to make my life easier because that burnout is real. You know, if you've ever felt burnout, it comes on and it can grip you and then you just can't do anything. It makes you completely non-functional. So I'm making a commitment this year, hopefully by the summer, to be in a much better position team-wise. And not to say you hire all these people and they just manage themselves and you go sit on a beach somewhere, but you definitely have more hands in the business who can help you and support you and further your growth. And a lot of us are you know, I remember when I was like just starting out, I was always like thinking of the cheapest way to do things and how to save money. 
again, that comes at a cost, a cost of your life, your time, your health sometimes, hopefully not. But that's just food for thought. And I think a watch out as we take on the many layers of the pandemic is like, how can you make your work easier and more joyous? And what is that work that you really love doing? And when I think about that, you know, I love doing the strategic work. I love, I do love coaching. I do love my podcast actually quite a bit. It brings me a lot of joy, but I love coaching team members. I like, you know, directing strategy. I like coming up with new product ideas. Um, of which, you know, today, if I look at my day, <laughs> I spent, you know, my day doing none of that. I was managing our Facebook ads. I had a meeting with a founder. I did do a podcast recording today. And obviously I'm recording this as well. Um, but I spent majority of my day, probably close to two and a half hours updating our credit card because it got stolen again online and dealing with some payroll stuff and paying some bills. So that is not fun stuff. And I understand into every business, not so fun stuff falls, but you want to make sure that you're using your time effectively and figuring out if that's something you really need to be doing or if somebody else can do it just as well as you. So that's one thing I'm thinking about definitely at Encircled. And I encourage you to think about how can you expand your team in a way that makes sense. And if you haven't checked out the book Traction by Gino Wickman, I highly, highly recommend this. Um, this book I talk about a lot in the podcast, but it's all about this system called EOS, the Entrepreneur's Organizational System. And that's something we put into Encircled in 2019 and has been really successful. And I swear I credit us getting through the pandemic to that system because it's just a way of focusing priorities. And again, when you're starting out and you don't have, you know, maximum, you know, you, you have the money you have and the resources you have, you need to maximize them in the most efficient way. And that can really be a guiding light for organizations. So the other thing I'm thinking about right now is Facebook ads. And I know you're probably thinking about that too. So basically Facebook, Instagram ads because of the iOS 14 updates. Now, interestingly enough, our freelancer left um, at the end of April due to personal reasons. Um, So now I'm back to managing our ads account. (laughs) And actually, I'm doing pretty well at it. My ROAS has gone up almost 50% versus where she was and generating way more revenue from our Facebook ads channel. And it was through very minimal optimizations. Quite honestly, I'm just in the account a couple of times a day. I'm turning on and off creative. I'm making sure there's not too many creative options. And I'm like subtly increasing the budget on things that work. I definitely think the audiences I've optimized a little bit in there, but you can still win in Facebook ads for sure. There's still customer acquisition to be had here. They're still retargeting. Yes, audiences have shrank for sure, especially in the retargeting space, but we haven't really seen that negative of an impact of it yet. So if you are doing Facebook ads, you know, keep going with what you're doing and testing and learning and seeing if you can refine and get that growth. But it's also a good time, as I talked about on the episode um, previous to this, to look at other channels and how can you diversify your marketing efforts into other channels so that you're not solely reliant on Facebook ads. You know, I don't necessarily want to be generating 60 to 70% of my revenue from Facebook because I think it's quite dangerous if that channel does shift and change too much. But conversely, Facebook, you know, generates majority of its revenue from Facebook ads. So they have an incentive to make them effective and efficient no matter what the privacy regulations are. So I use that as a slice of hope that they'll still be accessible to small brands like ours and still be a really key tool in customer acquisition and managing the customer journey along the way. 
The next thing I'm thinking about is, I guess, the return to normal or whatever that looks like. Return to work, return to pre-pandemic life. I mean, I think personally, it's going to take a really long time for people to move past what what is it they've experienced in the past year. Uh, I know that like some areas have moved past it already. Like sometimes when I see videos um, on Instagram stories of people in the, some of the states, I'm I'm like just crazy. I can't I can't imagine they're like in these groups and they're partying. There's no masks, and I just like wow. Um, but granted, a lot of them are fully vaccinated and you know they're outside, I guess, and stuff like that. But my experience has been really, really life-changing. I mean, I think for a lot of people, it's changed the way we think about things. It's changed our views on what's important. You know, you've seen a mass influx of people out moving out of cities and then conversely seen like this, you know, the suburbs and country homes like go up, like the cottages here have gone up like a hundred percent year over year in like price point, which is crazy. And actually, you're interestingly seeing real estate go up quite a bit as well in the city, which makes no sense because people are moving out of the city, but people are buying because a lot of people have saved a lot of money over the past year and they want to put it somewhere. And interest rates are really low right now in Canada for for mortgages. So there's been a lot of weird financial dynamics. And I also think from a mindset perspective, you know, I don't think, and I don't know this, but I'm, I suppose that it will be hard to get people full-time back to the office again. I've seen a lot of companies like Google and Shopify say that they're not making people ever return to work. Um, It can be like optional. Um, And that's really interesting because that changes a lot of things if you think about it. It changes technology needs. It changes, you know, outfit requirements. It changes um, how people are going to live or want to live. They may need more space for a home office. Um, there's a lot of considerations for that. So I think that kind of that idea that like, you know, September 1st, we're all going to just like be out at a club partying and, you know, working from an office again and, you know, riding on the subway and, um, meeting up with all these people, I think is really unrealistic. I think it's going to take a really long time for people to phase back to that. And I just don't even know if we'll get back there. People, yes, will travel again. People, yes, will be at restaurants again. But I still think masks will be prominent. I still think that there's going to be a lot of fear and trauma lingering from this and a lot of like resistance to going back to a traditional workplace. So however you structure your business and whatever your product you're selling, just think about that. Think about how your customer might change or how may they not change and how do you need to modify your product assortment or your pricing or um, your offerings to support them. Because I think if I was to launch like a travel kit right now, I don't think that would do very well. I don't even think it would do very well in the fall. I mean, a lot of it is just figuring out what your customer wants now. Like we've definitely seen a resurgence in dress purchases and jean. The denim category has gone up, I know, recently. But that's after a year of craziness. My production manager, my senior production manager, just put a stat and channel about inventory at H&M. And apparently they're holding almost 20% of their inventory in sweatshirts. Like, can you believe that? That that is actually 
H&M holding 20% of the inventory in sweatshirts. Like who would have think that would ever happen? I think pre-pandemic, they barely carried any loungewear. So if you were a loungewear brand, watch out. <laughs> we're already seeing the effects of like oversaturation of like traditional loungewear. So I'm talking about like sweats and hoodies and stuff like that. Um, that's something to be cognizant of as well. Like, is your category oversaturated? Have you experienced like major growth in the last year in certain categories? So now you're like, you know, forecasting for future growth, but is that based on shifts that were only happening last year because of the pandemic or whatever? So nobody really knows the answer. I try to watch a lot of these like future forecasting webinars, but again, as I know, everybody's guessing, you know, and I'm guessing here right now too, because nobody's ever been through this. This is a totally unique experience. You know, the the Spanish flu was so long ago. There's no comparison in terms of like what that looks like. But maybe 10 years from now, we'll be back to that like normal commuting and stuff like that. And people would have forgotten about this, but who knows? Who knows? Um I, for one, will never forget some of the images that I saw um, during this time you know, let alone just like the experience of standing out on your balcony, banging a pot at 7.30 every night to say thank you to the healthcare workers. I mean, who would have thought we would ever do that? So yeah, that's just a watch out to think about like what's coming next. How can you serve your customer? What products can you develop? What services? What are they looking for now? How can you fit that into your plans? And again, you may have to pivot and be adaptable because that's just like the word of 2020 was pivot. And I think 2021, my word is like adapt because we have to be flexible in our approach right now because everything's changing on a continuous basis. All right. So what else can we talk about? So I think the other thing I want to talk about right now is, you know, setting up goals for success. So I just talked about, um, you know, being flexible and adapting with your priorities and your approach to what you want to do in a business this year as a strategy. But I have a presentation coming up, a speaking gig with QuickBooks on June second. I will post the link when it's available in the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash brave and boss. And you can check it out. It's a free conference. So you can register to watch my talk. Also, Arlene Dickinson from Dragon's Den is headlining that conference. So that is amazing. Um, and you can also book in brain dates with various experts, including myself for free while, uh, while quantities and spaces last. Uh, so I will share that information as soon as it's up and running. But the one thing I want to talk about there, my whole presentation in the QuickBooks conference is about um, goal setting and really this process of moving through and prioritizing what's important now to focus on. And I don't want to spoiler alert the presentation, but I think there's some important like key takeaways there. So if you set goals at the beginning of this year and you feel like you are uh, massively off track, don't worry about that. I think that is really normal in today's climate. It's so unpredictable as to how things will grow, whether you are above the goal or below the goal. And sometimes, I mean, you need to reforecast. That's just reality. So you could stick with the plan that you had at the beginning of 2021, or you can adapt. So, you know, for many businesses, they're running under plan right now. So maybe you have to reforecast year to go and say, you know, we thought we'd do like, 1 million, maybe we'll do 900,000. Or maybe you thought you'd do, you know, 500,000, you're actually going to do 700,000. It's important to look at your forecast and your goals continuously 
because as an inventory-based business, you need to have the inventory to support the growth if you're seeing more growth than you forecasted. Or if you've over-forecasted, which I have done this before many times, uh, you will end up with way too much inventory. So either way, I really encourage you to look at developing some sort of latest estimate of your forecast. If you are not doing sales forecasting, you need to check out my goal-making calculator um, and 90-day marketing plan e-course. Super good value, comes with a template, can help you get on the path to setting goals, which is a fundamental in building an e-commerce business. I cannot express how much you need to know what a sales target is, even if you're not sure, because otherwise you are just going to be throwing darts at the wall when it comes to developing a marketing plan. So I'll I'll put a link in the show notes to that one if you want to check it out. And the last thing I want to talk about is self-care. So I think I talked about a little bit on this podcast, my challenges that I was having with sleeping in Jan Feb. I was having this crazy, crazy sleep problems where I would wake up at three in the morning and I would be literally wide awake. And sometimes like it started off at five in the morning. I went to three in the morning and then it went to midnight and I was like, okay, so now I'm going to bed and I'm waking up with two hours of sleep and I tried everything. By the way, this is not an ad. Um, it's starting to sound like I'm doing an ad, but I tried everything. You know, I was trying my traditional melatonin, sleeping pills would work, but I didn't want to take them. Um, I was trying like allergy medication. I was doing um, yoga, meditation, um, tapping, all this stuff. And at the end of the day, what I kind of came down to realizing was that I think it was a couple of things. I don't know the proportion of them, but not having the right supplements. So being in Canada, not having enough vitamin D and iron in my diet, um, stress. So stress definitely played a role, but blue light, I think was one of the biggest culprits. So being on my phone late at night, being on my computer late at night, so all my devices now are turned to like nighttime mode all the time. My computer, laptop, iPod, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I got blue light glasses. And I actually think this made the biggest difference, like the ability to put those devices away before I went to bed. Anytime I have a bad sleep, it's usually because I've been looking at my computer or a TV screen or a phone way too late. And I remember getting that advice from a doctor fairly early on. And I was like, yeah, that's not going to make a difference. Um, and I kind of brushed it off, but it actually makes a massive difference. So um, definitely recommend looking into what self-care looks like for you right now and how you can manage your stress. Because as entrepreneurs, we've been through a lot in the last year plus and figuring out ways that you can integrate, you know, subtle things into your routine. You know, I'm not encouraging you to make a 20 step morning routine. I think that's a lot to take on, but if you can incorporate some movement in your day, some meditation is great or tapping um, emotional freedom technique is one of my favorite things and pick a few things off the menu of self-care, whatever that looks like, whether it's reading a book, having a bath, you know, just sitting by yourself on a balcony and enjoying your backyard, like figure out some stuff because I think a lot of us have the ability to power through and just keep going and take action and be those strong leaders for our businesses and our family members and our community. And we don't realize the heaviness and the toll that this past year plus has taken on us. And whenever I start to feel that, oh my gosh, I can tell you when I booked my vaccine, my first shot um, a couple of weeks ago, I cried just the sense of, and I know you're not fully protected after one dose, 
I'm not going to go into that. Um, but just the sense of relief I felt, even partial relief. Like, I didn't expect it, but I cried. And I've talked to a number of people who've gotten their shots, mostly entrepreneurs who seem to all break down and cry because we've been carrying a lot this year. You know, you've been carrying the load of the business, uh, you know, helping out your team, your your family, your community. It's a lot. So figure out what works for you and what types of self-care initiatives you can take on to make yourself a stronger leader, a happier person, and ensure that you're healthy in this time. All right, so I went really long on this episode, so I'm going to wrap her up. Um, but that's just a little behind the scenes and update, some things to think about, what I think about marketing, um, HR, you know, entrepreneurship, all that good stuff. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love to hear your feedback. Hit me up at Christy Sumer in my DMs. Um, and I'll definitely plan to do more of these kind of behind the scenes episodes. Wasn't sure if it would hit or not, but would love to hear what you think. All right, take care. Thank you for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com, where you can find all the show notes, free resources, and blog posts and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.